Welcome to the 5am grind. Our mission is to create content to help you pursue your dreams in entrepreneurship or land that dream career. Tune in every week to get insights on mindset, goal setting, lifestyle, and exclusive interviews from leading entrepreneurs and business leaders across the country. the 5am grind harris what's up man not much man what's up with you it's good it's good how's the business how's the real estate market looking uh real estate market uh, is is turning around yeah in terms of volume i think the prices are already a little bit high i think they did for uh june um market did soften up i don't know about july mm-hmm. I, I i haven't read anything yet i should be reading up on that <laughs> <laughs> But I know I just have a feeling that uh, there's just more activity. We've just, as the, I see more business going through the firm just because as a mark uh, as the economy opens up, more people are doing open houses and all that stuff. So, yeah. Because prior to that, nobody um, you couldn't do open houses, so everybody mm-hmm. was doing virtual tours. And I don't know if everybody's willing to buy a house off of that. Off <laughs> of a virtual tour, yeah. yeah. But now it's like, and then once it opened up, it takes some time, you know, to get it going and. And so, um, yeah, it's turning around. Nice. So, um, funny enough, that was what the topic, what our topic is going to be for today. It's just reopening (laughs) the economy. Because we've talked about COVID-19. We've talked about remote work. So I thought, why not just talk about reopening Mm -hmm. the economy and this Mm -hmm. entire theme? Because uh, hopefully we'll reopen once (laughs) and never have to do this again. So the questions I wanted to go over today are the following. Number one. What are some of the implications of reopening the economy? Number two, what are your thoughts on a fourth wave and another lockdown, if we have one? Number three, which behaviors learned in COVID do you think will stay? We've talked about remote work, but wanted to talk about other behaviors here. And number four, what were some of your biggest takeaways from the lockdown? All right, so question number one, biggest implications of reopening the economy, obviously, Number one, restaurants are back in mm-hmm. business, which is mm-hmm. really nice to see because I would think that restaurants were really the hardest hit during the lockdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is reopening? Business travel is back on, concerts and big events. Uh, what do you think about all this stuff? So business travel, do you think we'll go back to the way it was no. in 2019? No, no. I mean, I do think that there's certain things, uh, like I, I guess uh, I have, I'm, I'm a bit confused in how it's going to look because on the one hand, I definitely feel like there's a definite value add for an office. Right? Okay. You can't do everything from home. Um, when you're do- working remotely, it's good after you've spent time at the office and you know everyone and you're comfortable. But when you get like new employees in and they got to know somebody mm. um, and they're like just kind of uh, – at the like at the office like or at home alone they're yeah. not going to build those relationships they're not going to learn anything and business travel was is a lot like that you're traveling to meet people right you could ha- i always had a conversation over the phone yeah right but for do for especially for sales and stuff like that 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 person a person is a whole different feel did you used to travel a lot for your business before the pandemic started? Because I'm curious to know yeah. if you did some of that travel to visit clients, etc. Do you think some of those drives or flights or whatever would turn into now just a Zoom call? 
Oh, yeah, I traveled a lot, and all of them have turned into Zoom calls. Oh, they have? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's quite interesting. Because yeah. the other implication out of all of this business travel as well is, I don't know about your firm, but maybe you were very local-based, like in Ontario. Could yeah. you now have like a national presence yeah, across no, the definitely. country? Definitely, you could have a national presence. The other thing is, is it really depends on the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our, in our kind of, especially in the real estate side, um, your meetings are not that long. Um, and, and the, the relationship building part isn't as long, um, because you're doing like, you're buying a house, the price point isn't as high. Yeah. But so when I think of business travel, I'm looking at things that the price points are a little higher, right? So the real estate side where the majority of my meetings were was B to C. I'm talking maybe B to B where your price points for purchase or whatever it is, is a little bit higher. You're going to want to go see those people. Yeah. Right? So if I have even now any business clients, yeah, I'm going to go see them. Uh, interesting. Without interesting. I was reading an article actually in the New York Times about, I think it was uh, Jamie Dimon, who was mm. the head of Morgan Stanley or yeah, JP yeah. Morgan. I forget which yeah, one. One of the banks. One of the banks. So he was saying that actually what they've seen is that they've lost some deals to rival investment banks simply because when it came to meet a certain client, like JP JP Morgan or whoever it was, decided to do it virtually, but another bank actually flew out to meet the clients. So the people that actually got the mandate were the people that made the effort, flew over, met the client in person, et cetera. So what my thinking is, is there's no way you can do investment banking over the... Zoom. Over Zoom, no. Um, especially the initial meeting. Maybe yeah. you don't have to fly out as much, okay? You don't have to fly out five times. You got to fly out once. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because, for example, in the, the work that I... So we differentiate between Zoom calls um, or uh, whatever, like virtual calls versus in-person. Um, the difference is, is the price points. Sometimes, like, for example, real estate transactions has a downward pressure. It's very it's semi-commoditized, mm-hmm. Um and people are trying to um, get their work done effectively as cheaply as possible, right? Yeah. Or with that, and by cheap, I mean they don't want to be troubled. So if they could do it from their house, right? Whether they spend $50, $100 more or less, it doesn't really matter because that price point isn't that high. Now, if you're looking at a business, right? And, and then, sorry, one other thing is, is when, um, when we're speaking to them over the Zoom call or whatever, our meetings have shortened up so much, it's not even funny. If somebody came into our office, that meeting could easily, easily last, on average, 30 minutes, Yeah, right? 30 to 45 minutes. Some of them are an hour, hour and a half, right? Now, our average meeting is, I would say, around 15 minutes. 15, one 15, five. One five. Holy cow. Because when people came Massive in... reduction. Yeah, when people came in, mm. they were like, hey... Um, like they'll talk about themselves, their lives, whatever it is, right? And then you built a, a relationship. At this point, like with our meetings, you, nobody's building a relationship, to be honest. There's a mm. few small talk kind of stuff. But majority of it is here's the work. And, and, and we have to sign these documents and kind of explain whatever needs to be explained. And you move forward. So there is no small talk. And I feel for the bigger deals, for business deals, you're building a relationship. There has to be some kind of small talk so that the other person can feel some kind of... I mean, even uh, B2C with higher price tags, there needs to be some kind of small talk to like 
feel like they have a relationship with you because do investment banking man if you're raising funds it's not a small thing yeah you need to yeah. you need to have that kind of confidence that you're in good hands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now i like what you said though like maybe the first meeting is in person because that's like a kickoff you're getting yeah. to know one another but maybe there are fewer um the subsequent meetings are usually will be done through Zoom or yeah. et cetera, right? Because yeah. sometimes if I just need a small detail, I don't need to fly over. I'll just do it over Zoom yeah. or something like that. Um, interesting implications. Do you think like for you, does client loyalty suffer as a result if you move everything online and through Zoom? I because mean, that relationship yeah. sometimes yeah. makes it a bit more sticky when it's in person. So I, I would say for us, it's it really depends on the type of business, mm-hmm. right? Our... Uh, like consumer clients, I guess, if that's the right way to say it. Like, how often do you go to a, a law firm? When you're buying a house, you're buying a house every 10 years. Yeah. Right? Seven to 10 years, you're buying or selling a home. Maybe in the GTA, it's every other day, but those are very few people who are flipping houses every other day. Um, and and th- those, I, w- I would c- consider that more of a business, which I'll get to in a second. Um, buying a house when you are writing a will, how many times do you do that in a lifetime? Right? Maybe once, and then you might edit it. Uh, amend it like once or twice that's it so three times um and then uh what do you have if you're going through a divorce you might see a divorce attorney you know what i mean there's very few like most people aren't really seeing lawyers every day Hmm. and so from the onset they're not that loyal to begin with because they're just meeting these people once every five years ten years for whatever issue so for that, um, there's other ways to kind of uh, get that loyalty in, and that's just making sure that your content is good. But, but for businesses, yeah, businesses have day-to-day issues. Our business clients, right, we're speaking to them often because we know what's going on with their business. We know, okay, they'll be like, well, this issue's come up. I need this to happen, this to happen, and we're constantly talking to them. And forget about um, just, like, going to them and speaking to them because – um, there's a, a, an engagement, we will speak to them. We will go and see them just on an ongoing basis to make sure everything's okay. Mm. You build relationships with the businesses. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. I guess moving on from this topic, talking about just reopening in general for the economy. Yeah. Um, now we do have like concerts and big events happening too, stuff like this, and retraining your behavior. And the reason why I sort of put this down to talk about as well is... I don't know. Are you comfortable around big crowds, or is that something you'll have to like no, retrain no. yourself? I, I'm not. I, I mean, for me, it was uh, the malls opened up. Yeah, and I went to one of the malls, Vaughn Mills. Okay. Right. Um, for those of you who don't know, Vaughn is like a what is it? A city or region above Toronto? Correct. Yeah, north yeah. of Toronto. Yeah, north of Toronto. Um, so there's a mall there. It's a pretty decent sized mall. Um, now, going in, they're like mass, mass, mass. They got security guards outside or whatever, making sure everybody's wearing masks. And it's fine. I, I'll wear my mask. But as soon as you go in, it's so crowded yeah. that everybody's just next to one another. I'm like, this is kind of awkward, you know? It is weird. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, for me, it's like, okay, well, at least like take some, like, yo, if not, like, whatever it is, four, six feet apart, uh, two meters, Put some effort into like keeping some distance. Some people distance. Don't, people yeah, don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah. People, too, it's like. funny how some people just forget very quickly. And it's not like we're out of the woods just yet. Yeah. We still have this yeah. Delta variant. And it's increasing every day. Yeah, it it's is. It's not like it's, it, uh, it may not be at the same rate, 
Yeah. But it's still like something that's increasing. I mean, we're fortunate to compare to our neighbors to the south. I mean, it seems like the U.S. is really struggling with this fourth wave or the Delta variant. A few days ago, New York mandated yes. shots for like, what is it, restaurants? Yeah, rest- yeah, yeah. if you want to go to a restaurant, an event or something, you yeah, need proof yeah. of vaccination yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's interesting. Because the, the, the cases <laughs> are going up and they want to make sure that everybody's getting vaccinated. This is the only way. They can't force you to take it, but they can't exclude you if you're going to put other people at risk it, it is yeah it is interesting so what are, i guess going to the next question then what are your thoughts on like could there be a potential fourth wave what have you heard what have you read and another lockdown do you think that's possible or do we maybe have a fourth wave and we just learn to live with it this time yeah i think we're gonna have a fourth wave and we're gonna have to learn to live with it yeah i think so too yeah because the thing is is uh most uh diseases that we've had you know and people people compare vaccines to like polio vaccines and all that but polio was around for some time yeah. and then we got a cure right because that's just like uh, you can't expedite like solving any disease some some of them can't be solved cancer still can't be solved right yeah like we can treat it and you can prevent it and some like but you can't solve it you know what i mean Cancer, like when you're getting chemo, it's like you're you're trying to you're killing your entire body and trying to hope the cancer dies before the rest of you does, right? Mm-hmm. So there are certain diseases out there, and this is the part of the human condition, right? That are kind of just there. We we're trying to find uh, uh, cures, and hopefully we do. But it doesn't happen in a span of six months, and then everybody starts freaking getting, you know, injected yeah. with a drug. Now, I hope this thing works, right? Um, and, and the reason why I was kind of objecting the vaccine was not because I'm an anti-vaccine uh, kind of person. If it works, I'm all about it. But it was just that it was so rushed that for me, I'm like, does, did they go through the right trials and all that stuff? Right. Which is a different issue. So initially you had reservations, but now you're, you're vaccinated, obviously. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. I'm vaccinated. But my initial reservations was, and to this day, it's like... Yeah. Did you go through the trials? I mean, the mm-hmm. RNA stuff is very experimental to begin with. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Now, at the end of the day, I don't think it's practical for an entire country, province, to shut down, especially Ontario. We, I think we're one of the strictest in the world, I swear. Um, and then just give everybody money so we hold off until, like, we can open. Yeah. that's not how the world works. That's yeah. not how nature works. Animals don't just start going, okay, I'm going to hibernate, you know, and until, like, this, like, storm's going to pass. Right? Sometimes you could do it, but I don't think this is one of those storms. Uh, I agree. I agree. Because when we start, the, when we, when the, we, uh, when COVID first started, March 2020, people were really afraid. You remember, people were really listening yeah. to the instructions about staying at home, working from yeah. home, not being in the streets, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. People took it very seriously. But over time, as we've come to know, we're not going to be able to get the case counts to zero. We're probably yeah. not going to be able to kill this completely. We're going to have to learn to live with it. And then maybe, I don't know, eventually we'll have vaccines, medication, whatever. They'll, you know, try and bring this rate of infection to a much more like mm. lower level yeah. such that it's like the flu or something. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we're not going to be able to get to zero. That's not going to be yeah. possible. So my question to you is, yeah, God forbid there's another wave, right? Okay. Um, and cases are, let's say, as high as they were. Well, where were they hitting the highest? Like January, February, right? Mm-hmm. Like they got pretty high. Would you lock down the economy or you keep it open? Oh, 
It's a tough question. I feel like politicians have had this exact same yeah, question yeah, to yeah. deal with for ne- the next little while. And whatever they did, they pissed off somebody. Yeah. Because if you, can, yeah. It, you're yeah. not going to, you're, you're yeah. not, there's no way to win. There's yep, no way to win yep, here. Yep. If you lock down the economy, you're killing businesses. If you don't lock down the economy, people are dying. Yeah. Like it's like the worst position to be yeah. in. Um, I don't know. For me, it'd be, it would depend on context and stuff like that. If the case count reaches that level, then maybe a modified lockdown of sorts might be warranted um, to like, be able to control What would be a modified lockdown? Like, you know how we had the different stages. We had stage two where you could, uh, I don't know, go grocery stores were open or something like that. Some some sort of a modified. So, you, but, so then you'd be pro-lockdown. I well, I, yeah. Like I, I don't know if the death rate and the hospitals can't handle the rate of infections. Yeah. Like we we have a problem. Yeah. I mean the death rate though. The thing is, is the lockdowns do increase the death rate in a different way that we don't see, right? Um, like when people can't work, right? When they're stressed, breakdown, divorces have gone up. Right? Yeah. So all of that creates stress. And it creates death, but it's classified in a different way. Yeah. It's not like nobody's going to say death due to lockdown. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be death due to, like, whatever, suicide or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, I feel like, deaths, um, but it's just classified a different way. So I would say, I don't know, I wouldn't lock down, man. You wouldn't well, lock wouldn't down? You'd leave it, you'd leave yeah. it, yeah. Well, trust the vaccine, I guess. Yeah. All, right, we'll see. All right, so I thought the third question that I wanted to cover today was... Which behaviors learned in COVID do you think will stay? We talked about remote work already. We sort of touched yeah. on it um, in the first question as well. But I'm thinking about just other behaviors learned in COVID. I'll tell you one thing I've noticed about my family. Mm. We never used Instacart. We never gave a damn about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've used it since the pandemic started. And we're still kind of using it, weirdly. Because I guess my parents and my family and even myself not really comfortable going to a grocery yeah, store. And you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is just easier. Yeah. So people are still ordering groceries online. Um, I don't know. What do you think about some of this other stuff? Like, have you used anything like telehealth with your dentist or your doctor? Yeah. That seems to be a space yeah, that's yeah, heating up. Yeah. I mean, I thought telehealth was very good. Um, so my newborn got sick. Right. Okay. And, and we could not go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, or I mean, not could not, but it was like late and there's whatever, trying to find appointments with the pediatrician and just was whatever. Telehealth had a, a thing where you could call in. The doctor is very nice. Yeah. Um, she helped us out. And uh, at the end, she figured out what was wrong. Holy For can, us, okay. it was a big deal because it was getting like he just had some kind of, I guess, I guess a rash or something, but for new parents, like, oh my God, <laughs> what's yeah, happened yeah. to my kid? Right. And it was just like kind of, it was getting worse. It wasn't getting better. But the doctor knew right away um, what was going on and uh, she helped us out a lot. So that helped us out. Like, like it, they booked an appointment. Yeah. Three hours we got to talk to her and it was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So I would 100%, I think that's something that uh, I did not think would be an option before. Because I did not think calling in, but I guess it's the same thing with lawyers or accountants or anybody yeah. else, right? But now I'm like, hey, you know what? Kind Why cool. not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had the same thing when the pandemic started as well, just for a consultation for Invisalign, so like brace, yeah, yeah. adult braces or whatever. And yeah, the dentist, I had to hold up my camera to my mouth, like yeah, my, yeah. my face damn camera. But yeah, he was able to take a look at me and give me some sort of a diagnosis and tell me how much the procedure would cost. So it's not bad. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very, 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 very yeah. helpful. 
very helpful. So that's one trend that might stay. Yeah. Any other thing for you? We talked about Zoom calls. We talked about business travel. Any other kind of behaviors? I'm just thinking about I mean, like yeah. working from home, commuting. I know we talked about remote work, but... I can't work from home, man. There's no way I can work from home. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Longer term, you couldn't do it. I could not do it because um, there's just too many distractions, man. And well, I guess you do have a baby now. Yeah. So, so but I mean, <laughs> even before kids, it's like, yo, your parents or anybody else in the house. Yes. It could be a spouse. It could be siblings. It could be whoever else. Right? Yes, yes. There, it becomes like a bit of a, you know, like uh, it's kind of like I, for me, for example, Going to the gym, and I'm not, it's not like I go all the time, yeah. but going, working out from home versus the gym, I don't have the discipline to work from home. I have a, a equipment at home, but I still go to the gym to work to out. To work out, yeah. right. Because it's just a different mindset. You're right? there to do that. You're there to do that, and yeah. then there's like everything has a station at the gym, yeah. right? It's yeah. not like if, you, if you're working out at home, it's like one machine that's doing five different things, and you're trying to freaking reinvent it as you try to do another muscle group, and you're like, Yo, I don't want to use my mind on here. Yeah. I want to just do the workout and then and, and move on, right? right. Same thing right. with work. I don't want my mind on doing um, different tasks because at work I got stations, right? I'm like, okay, here I'm doing this, and, and, and there's like – whatever uh, areas to do whatever work at the office at home you don't have that right so everything's just piling up on one desk yeah so then it's like to organize all that i just can't i don't want to be thinking about like stuff that i don't have to be thinking about yeah no interesting stuff interesting stuff working from home uh, working from home i think i could do work from home I think I could do that. The only thing about the whole, this reopening thing, it's quite interesting. You remember when we talked about remote work, we said that, uh, yeah, we had a debate about whether or not it'll stay or it'll go. Mm. I think it's interesting that it seems like a lot more companies are now being forced into offering this to their employees because employees are asking for it. So a lot of companies are like, yeah, 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 we'll have hybrid three days a week, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. I personally, longer term, I question whether or not that will actually stay because I think eventually yeah. funny enough, just like, just like you, the example you had about the mall, human behavior is interesting. It always goes back to the way it was before. Yeah, yeah. I think eventually people will be like, uh, three days from home, but, uh, you know, actually I'd like prefer being in the office. And then all of a sudden it'll just become five days yeah. at the office. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to have to, you're going to see companies that are naturally remote first or, um, Workplace first. You're going to see this bifurcation yeah. eventually. And people are going to have to make a decision. I work for this or I work for that. This is what I want, et cetera, et cetera. It'll be interesting. Um, one of the other, like the whole thing about commuting, I think is to me, the revelation during COVID was it's a complete waste of time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It I'd is. rather not do that mm-hmm. um, if I could avoid it. So yeah, working from home for me is, yeah, it's a positive. I do enjoy it. I like it. It's hard to concentrate, no doubt. But I think if you set aside a space in your home and have a routine, yeah. you can get yourself yeah. to do it. If you're disciplined, and you're a disciplined guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're more disciplined than I am. <laughs> <laughs> the other behavior I thought w- I hope would stay in COVID as well, and I was watching a documentary about this, was you know just this reduction in human activity, pollution, mm-hmm. driving, mm-hmm. etc., had a really positive effect yeah, on yeah. the climate yeah, yeah. and the environment as well. I know that I've bought less stuff, and I still am in that habit. You've of, bought less crap. Yeah. yeah. Same I mean, How much more stuff do you need? You really don't need that yeah. much. Yeah, oh, like, you realize you have everything. What first you really of all, need? like you don't need uh, 
pants, <laughs> shorts. If you didn't do everything over Zoom, yeah, you no. just need a nice T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I am wearing pants right now, FYI, for the yeah. camera. But yeah, like you don't need uh, like designer jeans as yeah, much. No, maybe 100%. you don't need to spend that much money. Yeah. It's become more, what is it, utilitarian? Yes, like yes. The yeah. other thing is, you know how if you worked at a workplace, like in the winters, especially for us living on the East Coast, yeah. right? You wore sweaters in the winter, T-shirts in the summer. Yeah. I feel like if you work from home, you could just wear a T-shirt all year round. As long as you have air, you have your heater during the winter, yeah, yeah. you have air conditioning <laughs> in the summer. You could literally yeah, wear yeah, T-shirts yeah. and pants yeah. the entire year. Yeah, and and I you'd think, be fine. I think like now all I focus in on was before, okay, yeah. I would have an extra set of clothes at the office in case somebody walked in and maybe for whatever reason, like uh, I spilt something, whatever. It's just like a more of a backup, right? Yeah. Now I just have a polo. That's it. Right? <laughs> Cause if there is anything that goes down, it's probably going to be on zoom Yeah. and I'm going to have like a, a clean shirt. That's it. So like, I think the other day, um, I had an like surprise meeting, but I was at the gym, so I came back, put on the polo, and it's, and I was in gym shorts and everything underneath. But like on top, it was all business. <laughs> that is fun. I, well, that's another trend as well, because a lot of people are now saying, like I was reading an article in the Globe saying the suit is now dead, because mm. like a lot more people are going casual. Even some of the like the formal wear is more like you yeah. know that type of sports jacket, you know that type of very comfortable type of wear. What do you think about that? I think that's a pretty good trend. I thought suits were a little uh, I don't know. I think overkill as well I, sometimes. I, I, yeah, but I would say like back to what you were saying before, everybody's going to go casual. Then they're going to be like, oh, no, a suit looks nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're going to go back to the suit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I just think that uh, before it was a lot of workplaces were very strict with what they wore. Yeah. Now it's like yeah. whether you're like you're casual or you're more business formal, right? Um <laughs> Just you have to dress sharp. That's it. Yeah, that's the point, right? Not be a slob. Mm. I don't know. I want to go the uh, Bobby Axelrod approach. Oh, yeah. If any of you guys are fans <laughs> of Billions, right? Bobby Axelrod, the hedge fund manager in the show. Yeah, it's always yeah. like he wears whatever the hell he wants. It's hoodies, t-shirts, whatever the hell he wants. But he dresses sharp, man. It's like not. It's not like those hoodies are. You know, they're they're. He's they're well not dressed. bum hoodies. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's well correct, dressed. Correct. 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 Yeah. Interesting. All right, so last questions. Biggest takeaways, like I hope this was, we're done with lockdowns, that we don't have a fourth one. What were some of your biggest takeaways just from the lockdowns? I mean, we talked about some lessons, et cetera, but what was, what was one thing reflecting back that maybe um, led you to rethink about things, maybe look at things from a different perspective? What are some of those big takeaways from the lockdowns? Uh, I guess on, from a personal sense, um, like just society is vulnerable how vulnerable society is and not to be, you know, taking everything that we have for granted. Yeah. I think that's more important in the West because our our lives revolve around just the amount of consumption we do and how everything's organized around that. That's one thing. And the other thing was uh, um, from a business sense, just making sure that not, and I'm not tied to one physical location with my business and making sure that if anything happens, I can, you know, go across the country or the world if I have to, to conduct business. Mm. And they were ready. What about you? Yeah, my biggest takeaway from the lockdown, um, maybe I have a couple. Number one was, it's really important to sometimes stop and just relax and think mm. about things. I mm. think the pandemic really forced mm. everybody 
to take stock of what was happening mm-hmm. happening in their career, in their life, etc., to be able to just stop and slow down and think about things. Because the thing about the routine in 2019 and before that, it was very uh, regimented. You know, it's like you were a, ha- a hamster on a hamster wheel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you just yeah, kept yeah. doing the same thing over and over again, yeah, right? Yeah. Without ever stopping and taking some time to really think about what you were doing deeply. Yeah. Um, I felt like, yeah, no, you had free time, you had downtime, but this was like a period in your life where you just had a consistent amount of downtime in yeah. a sense and you were made to force to think about things yeah. without being very reactionary or having a very regimented schedule. I think that's quite helpful. I might try and implement that going forward in my life because I think it's quite important. Um, and the other thing was, um, you know, it made you rethink about the way to do things because like who would have thought that Zoom would be a thing that you could achieve, yeah. you, you could be just as productive, working from home, doing stuff through video conference, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I would have never thought. So sometimes a shock like this to the system is what you need to be able to sort of shift your perspective yeah. and look yeah. at things a bit differently. Yeah, I think that was that was very, very, very helpful. A really big takeaway and lesson for me. Sometimes you need that to like snap out of a shock to the yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's the whole uh, podcast we were talking about before, the whole thing about self-imposed versus like, you know, change that actually shocks yeah. you that comes from from the outside. That's good. Yeah, cool. Any other uh, takeaways? I'm just reopening the economy. Anything like that? Still no. think inflation's going to run hot? Uh, inflation is going to run high. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like they're going to raise rates, huh? Yeah. At some point. I don't think, I don't know if they can raise rates. I think they're going to talk about raise, raising rates because that is a indicator to many that the economy is doing better, but whether they can afford to raise rates is a different story. Different story. Yes. Yeah. Remains to be seen. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll uh, see you guys on the next podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. All right. Take care, guys. Take care.